You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings. Good evening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast. My name's Charlotte Greenway and it's Friday the 29th of October. There's been plenty of topics discussed on the podcast this week, from weighing room culture to BHA field size predictions and scrutiny of veterinary checks, not just in Australia for the Melbourne Cup, but also last weekend at Cheltenham. This weekend, National Hunt Racing takes centre stage with top-class action from Weatherby and Down Royal. The Down Royal feature being the Grade 1 Champion Chase, which sees Gold Cup winner Manella Indo take on last season's King George Conqueror Frodon. Throw a race-fit Galvin into the mix as well, and the supremely talented Delta work, and that should make for cracking viewing. Weatherby's feature is the Charlie Hall Chase, and surname, once the highest-rated chaser in the UK, is looking to put his disappointing and lacklustre performances since winning this race last season behind him. Trained by Paul Nichols, Nick caught up with his assistant trainer Harry Durham earlier in the week and asked him whether he believes that surname still retains his ability. Well, hopefully he's got all of his ability left. I mean, obviously he's not getting any younger, but um, he's not been a horse that's raced an awful lot. My view has always been with him is... The engine has always been there. It's just his. It's just in, in his head. Um, his record fresh is very, very good. Um, he's certainly shown all the right signs at home that he he looks in good nick. He's moving very well, which is important for him. Um, and you know we're we're hopeful of a big run, but he's he's coming there with a lot of questions to answer. But um, sure, Paul wouldn't be going there if he didn't think he could answer them. Okay, it, when he runs badly. Is it in his head or his body? Uh, very, very hard to answer. He's probably not the easiest horse to train. He's big. Um, his breathing's bothered him a bit throughout his life. Um, but I suspect that a, a horse like him of his size that probably gives himself hard races may, maybe is a little bit in his body as well. I would suspect that um, his record fresh suggests that when he's not had a race for a while and he's on the on the back of a break it's probably when to catch him so it probably it probably does suggest that after he's had a run he feels a few bits and bobs around his body so um hopefully being fresh and well um off the back of a really really good prep we hope um it's the time to catch him and uh he obviously enjoyed weatherby last season um everything's gone well so you know we we hope he can hope he can return to something like his best. Clondor Castle has been ultra consistent over fences and finished second in the Betway Bowl at Aintree at the end of last season, albeit well beaten, and he looks to be the main danger to surname. His trainer Tom George spoke to Nick very briefly this morning and shared his hopes for tomorrow. Yeah, we've been delighted with him for his, his preparation's been perfect, he's had a couple of trips away. Um, I mean, my concern at the moment is they've been watering and there's, I believe, a rain up in the north, so I just hope they don't get too much at Weatherby on water ground. But good soft ground would be fine for him, and it's a nice starting point for him for the season. Is he a horse who can run well fresh? Have you got him right where you want him? 
Uh, he's always going to improve a bit, but he's, uh, um, he was second in the old row and chase last year. He's a lot more together than he was then. So uh, he's, I think he's there to put in a good show as long as the ground just doesn't get too deep. The race that stops the nation, the Melbourne Cup, takes place on Tuesday, 4am UK time. Unfortunately, we did hear this morning that the sole British representative and second favourite for the race Spanish mission is an uncertain starter because he failed his pre-race veterinary inspection, but he does have a chance to pass this tomorrow morning, so we'll be keeping our fingers crossed. It'll be a nervous wait for Andrew Balding and Team Valor. However, the favourite for the race is incentivised, trained by Peter Moody, and James Willoughby predicts that he should win this race impressively, according to the TRC Global Rankings, as he explained to Nick this morning. So we have to get this, make this clear here, in that I think Incentivise carries not just the hopes of his supporters and his connections, but this formerly great race as well, and I use that term advisedly, clearly the Melbourne Cup will retain its status locally, but these protectionist measures, and that's what they are, these protectionist measures are going to severely dent the reputation of the Melbourne Cup on the global stage. As a handicapper, I would expect that the computer rating for this race will come out six to seven pounds lower than normal, unless incentivized, runs away with it. And that's why I'm focusing on him as carrying the hopes, really, of a race on his shoulders. James, incentivize is clearly a, a very good horse by anybody's standards. You, from what you're saying, it sounds as though you don't think he's just got to win. He's got to, to win easily. Because his figure dictates, his performance level dictates that that's what he should do. Now, can he do it over two miles in a big field with all the normal variables of the Melbourne Cup? That's the question for him. And that's when we see the true competitiveness and standing of a horse on the global scale. He's already world number 13. If he delivers, even though he's supposed to win on the figures, if he delivers, then he's going to really shoot in probably into the top six or seven in the world, possibly even higher, depending on the style he does it. But what I, get, I guess the race doesn't want is a kind of heads and necks finish with perhaps a horse who is patently below the standard that, that would, have, would have really been able to withstand mm. a European challenger. That's the point, isn't it? The point is, yes, you can, you can make it difficult for the European challenges to go there because people don't like the parade of kind of European uh, winners. But the cost of that is that people are going to perhaps look at your race and just say it isn't as good as it used to be. And that's the thing, isn't it, about all races. We don't just compare them with their entire history. We tend to compare them with their recent past. And incentivizers figures say that he should win this cup. And he should win it, as the betting suggests, as his rating suggests, by a clear margin. If he delivers, I believe that all will be well for the Cup. And maybe future years can see things be made perhaps more logical for a, a European challenges to get to the hoops. British-born jockey Rachel King has been a revelation since moving to Australia. She's won a Grade 1 along with multiple stakes races. She rides ex-European horse Pondus in the Melbourne Cup and Nick caught up with her in the week to ask how much she was looking forward to it. Yeah, very excited. I'm actually just currently on my way um, driving down to Melbourne because we're a bit of COVID restrictions, not allowed to get on a, a public flight. So 
definitely the the excitement is going to help me for the I think it's eight and a half hours I've got to drive so um, yeah luckily luckily I've got plenty to think about and um, yeah plenty to look forward to. Just before we talk about Pondus just how how hard has it been for sort of regionally based riders in in Australia to kind of still carve out a living while you've been subject to some of the strictest restrictions in the in the world? Um, yeah look to be honest for me personally I've been pretty lucky sort of being based in Sydney um, we were split into into sort of jockey zones as such and I was in the Sydney zone um, so for me I could I could continue to sort of work at the same level I had more sort of track work and things like that was restricted but actual race day we could still do the same amount of work um, but then just trying to travel interstate is obviously a bit harder um, it's getting a little bit easier I don't have to do any quarantine going to Melbourne but I just have to do five days of home isolation um, on the way home so it's it's a small sacrifice to be able to, to ride in the Melbourne Cup and how did the ride come about um, I actually just got a, a message from Nick Williams himself um, and, and then again and from Lloyd as well so it's Look, I think um, I had a horse that was aiming for the cup, a horse called Harpo Marks, who actually used to be in England as well. Um, things didn't go to plan for him. He didn't pass the, the final scan. So once that was sort of, I, I knew that, I made it quite public that, you know, I, I still wanted to go and I, I really wanted to um, find another ride. And my manager was working hard, sort of ringing everybody he could and, you know, trying to work out what horses were going to get in the field. And... And yeah, out of, the, out of the blue, I sort of got a, couldn't quite believe it when I when I got that message. And when we last sort of spoke two or three years ago, your career trajectory was on a, a pretty r- rapid upward curve, and it's pretty well continued the same way, hasn't it? Yeah, it has definitely. I've had a, the best season I've had um, so far last season, and uh, kept the sort of stakes winners flowing, which has been really good, and, and kept riding for. And Rachel, you said you'd been to the Cup once before when uh, your fiancé, Blake, was riding in the race. What do you remember about the experience? Yeah, it was an incredible day. I, I remember, I sort of, it's, it's always um, a big day racing everywhere in the, um, the whole of the country. So, I, you know, I sort of sacrificed a, a day off and, and went down and it was probably the best thing I ever did. It was it was fantastic. The, the atmosphere was amazing and um, to be able to go and, go and watch that and just sort of soak it all in I, I think it's quite nice having done that and now this time you know to be on the other side of the fence is, is going to be really exciting and I suppose the key point is has Pondus got a chance <laughs> I think every horse has got a chance when they're in the Melbourne Cup it's one of those races you know it's um, got to be in it to win it and look I think he, he's going into the race in, in good form um, the Williams team they, they're their horses always peak on the right day. You know, you only have to look at their record in this race to, to see that they know what kind of horse um, they need and, and how the horse needs to be going to be able to win it. So, look, I'm, I'm super confident riding for them. I couldn't have worked out any better. It's probably a dream come true. Sort of my first ride in a cup for a team like this is, is incredible. So, yeah, look, I think he, he's definitely a chance. Um, and as I said, you've just got to be in it to win it. <laughs> 
Well, I'll have my alarm clock set extremely early on Tuesday morning to enjoy the race and fingers crossed Spanish Mission will be joining the field. Thank you very much once again for listening. Nick will be with you next week from Del Mar with plenty of coverage leading up to the Breeders' Cup. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary.